Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the PWIFA Play Where Your Feet Are podcast. I'm your host Cameron Dobbs and we're so excited to have you join us today on the podcast. This show is pretty much all about living a life full of living and we believe that you can do that by doing your best and being your best no matter what, no matter where, knowing that any position you're in has impact and purpose. And to us, that is what we call playing where your feet are. Now y'all, today we have a super special episode because we have drumroll please, the first ever PWIFA Play Where Your Feet Are ambassador on the show. Mic drop moment. Insane. So excited. Allie Walker is joining the show today. Now, Allie is a track and cross country athlete at Georgia Tech. Shout out to our ACC fam. Love to see it. She's also a beautiful writer and she truly is just a bold child of God, which is what I love the most about her. Today, Allie shares a lot about her testimony. She speaks about living differently, the sense of urgency we should have as Christians, and pursuing the passions that God has placed on our our hearts. Now, if you've been here on the show, on the podcast before, you guys know the drill. Like, follow, subscribe, comment, write the reviews, watch, listen, and check out the merch and all of the links on our website. All of those links mentioned both in the show, the rest of the way, and previously just now are all found in the description. So make sure you check that out below so that we can stay in touch with you guys outside of just this hour of listening or watching on the podcast. We will have so much more to offer you and we want to make sure that we're connected there. So without further ado, enjoy season three, episode four with Allie Walker. This is the PWYFA Play Where Your Feet Are podcast, and I'm your host, Cameron Dobbs. Allie Walker, welcome to the show. Hi. I'm so excited. (laughs) We're so excited to have you. Oh my goodness. Welcome to PWYFA Play Where Your Feet Are officially. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for having me on. We were just talking offline that this is your first podcast that you've been on. So I was saying that I am honored that I get to be the claim to fame to be your first because I know this is going to be such a good conversation. But Allie and I got connected, I guess, two years ago, almost. Just- I think it was last year. It was last year. Okay, last year. Yes, time flies in is crazy. But um, when I spoke at Georgia Tech FCA, uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes up at Georgia Tech, back home in Atlanta for me, and it was so awesome because she's a track athlete and cross-country athlete there, and so we got connected there and have been following each other ever since. And more recently, I kind of pitched the opportunity to her of being a Play Where Your Feet Are ambassador, our first ever, and our first athlete ever that would be like officially kind of working with us. And so something I shared about her about this program, though, which is really near and dear to my heart is that I didn't want this to be like a little cutie little one-off deal where we send her something, she posts about it, it's one and done, and that's it. Like it just, the item will crowd her closet and she doesn't really have any attention or any attachment to it. And so I told her, I was like, to be honest though, like I want this to be something that Only if you buy into the message, only if you feel like you can live by this motto, like if it's close to you and it means something to you, then let's do it. But if not, then like, no worries. We're still friends. Like, it's all good. And so when I shared all that with her, she actually told me that like it was kind of exactly what she wanted to hear. And she was super fired up and and just pumped about it. So, Allie, I want to hear 
your perspective on when we had that conversation. Like, why was this? You said it was like the coolest answered prayer ever. So talk to me, like, why was that an answered prayer for you? Well, when you came to speak to us at FCA last year, I was automatically just kind of in with you. I was like, this girl is so cool. Like she has such a, your testimony is so inspiring, first of all. So, and just the fact that you've used it for such good was inspiring to me. But like you were saying, like, honestly, in like the world of like NIL and all that kind of stuff, everything is just like this, like one-time deal, like here, I'll send you this, you take a picture and post it. And then whatever. But I like, I love community. I love people. I love being poured into. I love to pour out and like play where your feet are was just like the perfect kind of opportunity, like for that, because I know that you're passionate about that. And I'm passionate about that as well. So, um, when we connected in that way, I was like, okay, this is awesome. Cause it's a way, um, I've been a part of like some really awesome ambassador programs before, um, that are so dear to me, but none that are really, um, athlete geared a little bit. So like where like play where your feet are bringing athletics like into it was really awesome for me because that's something I'm very passionate about and that is like my current season of life and a huge part of my life so um yeah I love it yeah I told her I was like look when once you are with us you are with us and we are with you like we will cheer you on we will support you I'm pretty sure I told her I was like when you come and if you come and race against Miami yeah I was like (laughs) if you go against Miami though like I'll cheer you on like I got you whatever you need and so we just really like she said form this relationship and excitement to continue just bringing the kingdom into the college athletic scene and Mm -hmm. that was like one of the biggest highlights of all of this of my life of her life of everything and so I want to ask you just going off of this whole scene here college athletics and christianity you know we're both wanting to shed a lot of light into this area into the secular sports world and so for you personally what has it been like overall just being a christian collegiate athlete for you Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm a junior at georgia tech so i've been doing this for about three years now um maybe i have my blinders on a little bit but like through my lens that i see it like there is no like secular sports world versus Christian. Like for me, my gifts and talents and success are a gift from the Lord. And to be able to use those at the like level of college athletics is beautiful and awesome. But I feel like a lot of the times, like we divide like, like two different worlds, like, um, like the sorority world and the, like in the college athletics world, like the Lord gives us gifts to like glorify and honor him. And, and whatever that is, like, our purpose is to bring light to him. So like one of my a verse, it's from, I think Romans 12, six is talking about um, by his grace, he's given us different gifts to do well, like do good things with them. So um, I feel like the more, the more that we view it as like secular sports world versus Christian, the more divide we bring, like we just need to be one, like using our gifts and talents to bring glory to the one who gave them to us. Um, I mean, I do think we live in a secular world, but like separating like the secular sports world and um, versus Christian, I feel like just honestly brings divide and we should all just be together and using the gifts and talents the Lord has given us for good, no matter if it's in the classroom, on the field, sorority president, like they're all awesome and great ways to um, honor and glorify him. So, yeah. And going off of that right there, you said it's a great way to honor and glorify him. So going a little more specifically for you, what has been like an effective way that you found is a great way to glorify God, to bring light to God, to witness to others while you're in this space? I just pray that the way that I live, um, I think that 
like, I don't really think about witnessing much. I'm just like, I'm very comfortable with being myself. So like, if someone wants to talk about Jesus, like I'll talk about Jesus with you, but, um, there's also safe spaces to do that. Like, you know, there's FCAs and there's Bible studies and all that kind of stuff, but like, God isn't just held in a room like that. Like the way that, um, I just pray that like my actions and, um, the way I treat others and the way that I live shines a light that other people are like, Hmm, like maybe like I want to be different. Like, I don't know. No, for sure. For sure. And I think it goes back to what you kind of started off saying too, is that we're all given different gifts. And so like the fact that we, you're not, not every single person will be a preacher that is preaching on a stage yeah. at a church. And that's yeah. fantastic because we yeah. need we people. Need yeah. We yeah. need people at every space. And it's like the scripture in the Bible that talks about the body or the, the church is the body of Christ. And it's like, there's yeah. an arm, there's a leg, there's an eye. Like there's yeah. reasons why there's only one nose. There's only two eyes. Like you don't need mm-hmm. a million noses because you already got one and that's all you need. So then yeah. it's so awesome to be able to have people that are in the corporate space, climbing up the yeah. corporate ladder yeah. as CEOs, but are huge Christians in that area. Like it's amazing that we have college athletes that are running after mm-hmm. God. And if we didn't have if everyone there was focused on seminary school, who would be in that space to to bring God into the conversation, yeah? So it's awesome. And I think just like you said, like being able to live your life out as a Christian and make that the biggest difference mm-hmm. in society is the coolest. It goes, it goes so much deeper than just like a Bible verse and a bio and it's like saying you're a Christian. Like any I know there's a lot of talk about like oh well people say they're Christian, but like you know, like our like Jesus following and then like Christian, you know? So like, what are you doing to follow Jesus and be like more like him? It's not all just about like a label. It's a lifestyle. So, um, yeah. I love that. I love that so much. It's not a label. It's a lifestyle. And I always say like, it's not just a casual thing. Like it's a commitment. Like this is, he literally tells us, us yeah, he says to die to ourselves daily. Like this is not an easy thing. Um, someone told me, we were at our FCA last night, actually. Mm -hmm. And one of my good friends who was an FCA leader with me back in the day, she was preaching and she was saying how, um, she heard this, I think she heard it from somewhere, read it in a book. And it was like, the Christian life is so simple, but it's not at all easy. And it's so true. Like, like to be a Christian, to follow Christ, all that, like, it's so simple. You, it's the simplest thing ever. Like, and we have the Bible with all the instruction, but it's not easy. Um, it's not easy at all. And so it's, it's awesome to be able to just live your life and that be the biggest testimony to your story is just the way you, like you said, you love others, you treat others, the way you talk to your teammates, the way you respect your coaches, like whatever it might be, that's the way that you can stand out. And like, of course we all fall short. Like I'm so far from perfect. Something that my mom like always has um, said over my, my siblings and I is that knowing Jesus doesn't make your life perfect and it doesn't make your life much easier. It just means like you're never walking alone. Like anything you face, like you are never alone. So, um, but it definitely doesn't make us perfect. We still fall short all the time, but, um, there's perfect grace that comes over us all the time too. So, yeah. And I think it takes the pressure off us too, because I think for, for like a really, yeah, like a really, really long time growing up, I thought of like the question that they're like, 
okay, when you get to the gates of heaven and like God is asking like why he should let you in, like what should you say? And I'm like, like I try to, I really try to be a good person, but I definitely sin all the time, like all the time. And so recently though, in the past like year or two, I've been really listening to a lot of Jonathan Bacluda. I love him so much. His books, his podcasts, everything. And he was saying that he was like, okay, like if you were to get to the gates of heaven and God were, were to ask you, why should I let you in? You would say like, you shouldn't like, I don't deserve this at all. I did nothing. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, I'm like, wait, that's literally so true. And like takes all the pressure off because it's, it's exactly true. Like we did absolutely nothing to deserve this and we could never do anything to deserve it because we are so not perfect. We will never be perfect. We will fall short every single day. And it's just that, again, it's that commitment. It's the lifestyle that we're to live. That is just day in and day out trying to be our best. It is you know, play where, play where your feet are. Like no matter what, no, no matter what, no matter where trying to do our best. And so it's like, we're never going to accomplish perfection, but we can just work to progress towards it and towards Christ every single day. Um, not easy, but simple. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Well, talk to me because you're so bold in your faith now and you have so much wisdom. I mean, you can see it through social media. You can see it through conversations. You can see it through everything about you. Like you said, your lifestyle, but have you always been a Christian? Like what, what's your kind of your faith story that you have? Yeah. Um, I was super blessed to grow up in a, um, a home with two God-fearing parents, um, grew up going to church and I was saved at a really young age. I was eight years old when I gave my life to Christ. Um, but a huge part of my testimony is about the same time I got saved. Um, and I think that was third or fourth grade. Um, I experienced super bad panic attacks and like anxiety episodes This started at a really young age. So like super confusing for a young kid to go through. Like there were times when like I couldn't walk into school. Like I just would panic. Like I had like a panic anxiety disorder. So um, that's a huge part of my story because that really like showed me my need for God. Like in the sense that like the only thing that provided provided me peace and still provides me peace to this day because I still struggle with anxiety and um, panic attacks is the peace of God. And um, that's a huge part of my story. Also, um, I would say I followed, I was always pretty, I was very strong in my faith in like middle school. Like I was in charge of our FCA in middle school. Um, I always got made fun of for it a little bit and in high school, but like, you know how high school, middle school is like, everyone cares like what you do in high school. Like, it's like, everyone knows everything. So it's like, I don't know, it's kind of not a little harder to be you, but kind of, cause it is a smaller environment. Um, so, but I still stood very firm in my faith in high school. Um, it was a bit of a harder time for me cause I felt very lonely. I had great friends, but like, um, not a whole lot of like-minded like friends in that sense. I didn't really get that until, um, college probably. Um, my sister is a year older than me though, and we've always been insanely close. So, um, she's a lot like me as well. So we always had each other, but, um, yeah, I would say that I really started to pursue, pursue Christ in high school. And then, um, every chapter is different. Of course, like my faith has grown so much, which we can get into later. Just like when we talk about like my sense of urgency and all of this, but, um, yeah, like I said, I got saved at a young age. Um, I've always been a Christian, but 
each year and stage of my life, my faith has become more of my own. Um, and like I said, like when you grow up in a Christian home, like sometimes like you have to learn how to make your faith your own. Cause like when you grow up, you don't really, I didn't have a choice to go to church. Like I went with my family, but, um, the older I got, the more I experienced God's love and grace and just peace and, um, over my life, the more I wanted to dive into that. Yeah, that's very similar to my own story because same thing, like I grew up in a Christian home, Christian school, like everything throughout my entire life. And it's funny because I almost look back on my life and like coming to college and seeing how my faith has grown. And because I mean, you, you see it with everyone. It's like you, I went to a Christian school, like Christian girl, all the things. And like, you go to college and usually it's either one way or another, like you go off the rails crazy or like you stay with your faith. And you know, I look back and I'm like, I'm just really thankful that I did stay with my faith. And like, I found FCA and just was immediately poured into. And not to say that, you know, if you go off the rails, then you're an awful person because I have so many friends that their testimonies are beautiful for so many reasons too. Um, But I just thank God that I guess I just was surrounded by the right people at the right time Mm -hmm. and poured into and mentored. And I think found so much freedom in college through Christ, through faith, through there is so much freedom. Yeah. And like, and so much joy. A lot of of people like, like to put it in a cup, like, and think it's like a bunch of rules you have to follow. And, um, God doesn't like me if I do this. No, God loves you. Like he, he sees past your flaws. He sees past your past. He sees past all of it. And it's a life of freedom. It's not a life of, um, prison like you're you're free in Christ and that's something that once you experience it like you know so it's just like taking that step to experience that yeah and there's just like even just knowing grace like we've mentioned already like <laughs> like being able to because again we're not perfect yeah we're not perfect and so to be able to like mess up and then think that God loves me so much that like He's not holding this against me. He loves me even more yeah. that I continue to come back to him like the prodigal son. Like, it's just mm-hmm. insane. It's so unbelievable, literally, like so unbelievable. It's yeah. hard to believe that he loves us that much, that time and time again, mm-hmm. even after we mess it. up. Yeah, it's like what? It's like at the end of the day, what friend, what boyfriend, like what relationship yeah. would you be in when one person is just failing and failing and letting you down and letting you down and disappointing you for your entire life, yet you mm-hmm. still love love them. Like that's God with us. It's crazy. His, his grace is so abounding. His love is so big. And again, we don't deserve any of it. And that's exactly why we need him because we need him. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, you touched on it a little bit there and you said that, you know, we would go deeper as we mentioned your sense of urgency to talk about your faith and how your faith has grown even through that too. So let's go into it now. You know, why, why do you have this sense of urgency? Why are you so fired up to share your faith, to do the things that you do in writing and social media, whatever it might be, where does this sense of urgency or passion to spread the gospel come from? Um, yeah. So like I said, I've always been very open and passionate about my faith. Um, and about doing my best to live out my faith. Um, I would say my sense of urgency just comes from like my recent life circumstances. Um, we were supposed to record this podcast back about two months ago and, um, life just really took a turn. Um, my sister Rainey lost her boyfriend of seven years 
to a 15 month battle to cancer. And, um, that just like that whole experience, this whole past year has like, I see life through such a different lens of like fragility, um, that like we have one life to live and this life is so fragile. And like the way that I saw Ben live his life through, um, always, I mean, he was in my life for seven years. He was in my sister's life for seven years. Um, they were, you know, very close to engagement. Like there were a lot of things that, you know, we were like, oh, this is coming up. This is so exciting. But like, um, you know, like God's plans are different and it's been the hardest year, the hardest two months, two months for sure, like of my life. Um, but I always say that like Ben instilled like a faith in me that I didn't know I had. I used to say like, so he got diagnosed um, last July for the first time and he was in remission by August. So he was in remission from August until that next July. So like, but he still had 12 really intense rounds of chemo. Um, and then the recurrence happened August 4th, 2023. So right before I went back to school, um, it was a little more intense, same type of cancer, but nothing said like, you know, you have a month to live, like nothing like treat. He was, he was very sick. Like I will say it was tough. It was so hard to see. Like, um, it was, it was very, very hard. Um, but like I said, not once was there like much concern of like, you know, this is coming sooner than we thought, you know, like, um, like I said, there was a lot of talk of like, you know, him and Rainey were going to get engaged soon and he was going to get to go back to school. He was applying for med school. Ben was so smart. He was like the most driven person I know. Um, anytime school gets hard or anything, I'm like, Ben would tell me like, you got this Allie, like you can keep doing this. Um, so anyways, it escalated pretty quickly. Um, I would say, honestly, we got like a 48 hour notice before, like we like literally before he went into the hands of Jesus. Um, so that has just brought like that, his whole story has inspired me to live differently because like, I've seen it. I got a front row seat in his story in a way. Um, and his faith was unshakable to me. Like not once I have so many text messages on my phone of like, I posted one, um, when I posted about him, just like all he wanted to do was bring people closer to Jesus and through his suffering, that's still all he wanted to do. Like, so like in this life, like we're given one shot at this. Um, and it's been hard to like, really accept, like to see like God's plan is greater because in my head, there's has been so many emotions and so many questions of like, what, like, what, like this was supposed to be the, like, he was supposed to marry my sister. Like he was supposed to do this. He was so smart. He never gave up on med school. He took the MCAT with the cancer and had no idea. Like he just did all these things. And I'm just like, it really like, it, it's a way that like, we've had to live out what we believe like through this whole time. And, um, I think, like I said, Ben has just inspired me to live completely different, live in a sense that like, like I said, we're not promised tomorrow and what we can do here while we're here is important. 
to bring more people closer to him because Ben, I can't tell you the number of people that like Ben's life touched. I've had teammates, I've had friends who don't know Jesus, know Jesus now because of like Ben's story. And like, God can do the same in our stories too. Like our lives are meant to be vessels for him. Um, Like the things we do aren't supposed to be for us. Like it's not to bring glory back to us. And even through the suffering, you know, that's hard, but um, yeah, his life, just his story made me want to live completely different. And um, I think that's just like my current fire of just um, urgency of just like, shining his light like how how ben left it here with us we will do we will continue that on so amen well first and foremost thank you for sharing because i know how hard that's been on you and like you said we have pushed this podcast (laughs) a couple times um of course just to give you and your family space but i mean honestly just to heal and to process and to think it over and so i'm honored that even even now that you're willing to hop on the podcast and even more that you're you're willing to speak about it and i think it's so special because we're able to honor ben and his legacy and the legacy of light that he left on you and i see it shining off of you when you talk about him the smile is so pure and even me i mean i've been following and seeing everything that you've posted to and you've shared from your sister and I mean I never knew Ben at all never met him in my life um did not know much about him really until the past couple months but to see everything too like I just think he looks he looked like he was such a special person to you to your sister to your family he was always smiling so big he made everyone around him smile so big so I just I see that joy and it and it's definitely living on for sure yes is so beautiful. Well, again, thank you for sharing about that. Um, you mentioned a couple of things, of course, that that seeing how his life ended way too short has inspired you that however long yours might last to use every single waking moment to bring glory to God, to do whatever you're doing as if you're working for the Lord and not for man. And so in all of that, is there anything specific that you found that you have really made a switch? Is it is it more mental? Is it just something you have as a perspective? Or is there something that literally you're like, oh no, every day I am smiling at one person? Or, you know, is there anything actually practical that you've been shifting as well in your life? Yeah, I would say mentally for sure. Like my whole motto, honestly, this whole past year um, has been just to take things one day at a time. Like so often we get so caught up in thinking about, I mean, half the conversations I feel like I have with people is talking about like the future and like, we can't get wrapped up in the future because our tomorrow is not promised. Like we, um, live in such a society. I'm so guilty of this too. We're like, we always just want what's next. Like I, I was talking to someone the other day that I'm like, yeah, I can't believe like I have a year until I like graduate. Like I just started college and I don't even know what I want to do. And then that's like, when you get down that rabbit hole of like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, like when you just give it to God, it makes life so much easier and bearable. And it saves you from a lot of fear and anxiety. I know that's so hard to do. Cause like we live such busy lives. Like we all do our own things and have our own passions and want to pursue these things. And um, yeah, but something that, like Ben always encouraged me and loved is, um, he loved my writings. I'd always send him like my blogs and stuff. And he was probably my number one fan, honestly, like he, he was the best, but, 
um, I more like recently started writing like some poetry and he loved my poems. Like he really did. And I, um, I've started to share those a little bit more just because when I write them, it makes me think of him. And, um, that's something that I've been trying to do a little more and honestly, like sharing a little more of my writing. Cause I've, I've had my blog for a while, but, um, just like, I don't know, being a little more bold with it and, um, sharing a little more of that. Cause like, like I said, I haven't been into poetry for a while, but, um, I've, I've written a couple poems like about him. So like when I write them, it like makes me think of him. So yeah. Yeah. And they're so good and they're so beautiful. I love seeing them. We had actually in high school, we had um, like a poetry club called Dead Poet Society. Really? Yeah, That's it was so off fun. of off of Dead Poet Society, of course. And so it was so fun. I absolutely love it. I've always loved writing. Of course, I studied journalism, um, but just writing for fun, writing for joy, like writing to process yeah. for me is the best thing it's ever. Oh, my goodness. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I always joke or my parents always joke that my book was like the most expensive therapy session of my life <laughs> because Honestly, yeah, because really it was just me, me processing everything that happened with medical retirement with really my entire life as a whole. I mean, I have stories in there from when I was three up until wow. today. And so, yeah, it was just, I love, I'm a processor. Like if you ever talk to me in a deep conversation and you're asking for advice, I'm like, I might have to sit on this for a couple of days and then I'll get back to you. Like I will, I will listen. I will process. I will yeah. take it all in, but I'm like, we're going to have a follow-up meeting in two to four business days. Thank you very much because I have to process it. And, um, but I know for you, like writing is definitely the same and you bring it, it brings out the emotion. Like you said, you think of Ben when you, when you start writing yeah. about Ben. And so you share that because you think of him any, even more and it honors him in that too. So in talking about all your writings, go through it all with me. Why, why did you start writing? Have you always been a writer? Are you studying writing? I don't even know this. Yeah, um, yeah. so just talk. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> You're I like, wish. dang it, missed opportunity. I know. <laughs> but yeah, tech. where, where has this love and passion for writing come from? And then eventually you better plug, trust the process and talk about that too. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I was always like the little note writer in my family. I'd always just leave little notes around the house, like one on my parents' bed, just like, hey, I love you. Like I was just like a little secret note writer, just like from the time I was little. Um, Did you I ever pass notes in school? No. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't put that past me to be like a little note writer. You're like, if I was in like a 90s rom-com, I would be that girl. That would be me. 16 candles have you ever seen 16 candles yes. whenever she writes the note and then she drops it behind her back yeah no like that's like that's like me and like yeah that would be me anyways I started writing um I started I really started writing when I started my blog um I started my blog trust the process um right after I graduated high school so right before college um I would do a couple of little writing things in high school. I would say COVID is when I made like my first Instagram post with like a longer caption. Um, that was kind of like a time when the Lord put on my heart, like the art that I have for writing. Like it's something that like something other than running, I feel like running's always been kind of my escape from just like anxiety and just, I don't know. It's just a place for me to be free. Kind of like, I just love to run. Um, and I kind of learned, I love to write. Like, I just like, I love to put my thoughts down and express myself in that way. I've never really, like I spoke at FCA a couple of times in like middle school and high school and I love to speak, but 
like writing, just like there's something about it that was a little more peaceful and calming for me instead of like standing up in front of people as like 16 year old Allie, like, um, Jesus loves you. And you know, I don't know, like it was just a way for me to. Hey, that's a great message right there though. That's a great message. That's all you you need. You don't get anything from this podcast. Just know Jesus loves you. And that part, that part, we'll just, we'll cut that for the social media clip. Jesus loves you. Point blank period. We're done. Point blank period. There you go. Um, but I started my blog, um, when I graduated, I felt like it was just kind of a time for me. Like I mentioned earlier, like high school is kind of difficult for me in the sense that like, I never felt like alone, but didn't feel like super, like I had like a core, just like, you know, high school is just kind of a more difficult time. So I felt like this was kind of my way. I, I, I guess like always kind of got poked at for being a Christian in high school, like, and just like the way I live and like, I don't care. It never bothered me. If it bothered me, I would have changed my ways. Like if I cared that much, then I would have let it affect me, but I didn't. And of course, like, you know, that was hard at times and felt lonely at times. But I think when I graduated, I was like, I'm starting new, like I'm about to go to college, kind of start this new chapter. Um, and I had been writing just to myself that past year, like through COVID, like second half of my junior year and then senior year. So I had like a couple things that I like had written out. I just didn't really do much with them. Um, and so I started the blog and just kind of like, it was almost like a fresh start kind of, of just like, like I can, I can do this. Like I'm going to meet a bunch of new people. I don't really have to worry about the high school scene anymore. Um, so it was just kind of like a place for me to be free, but also like share what the Lord had been putting on my heart. Cause he speaks to me in that way. It's like when I'm writing, I feel his presence. I feel that, um, also I, I never schedule my blogs. I like, when I want to write, I want to write. Like, I feel that the Lord has put something on my heart for me to write about. Like, I never sit down to write and be like, okay, what should I write about today? Like, it's like the Lord has placed something specific on my heart that I want to write about, or that like needs to be written about or someone needs to hear. So um, that's something I've always prayed about, like over my writings is like your words, not mine. And like what you want me to say and not like something that maybe I want to talk about, like, this is like what you want me to do, then this is what I want to do. So um, just like keeping his heart at the center of my writings. um, And like, I pray over them too, that just like, even if one person sees it, like whatever I have to say, whatever I'm writing down, I just, if it's just one person, that's all I care about. Um, And just that, like I said, it would be his words and not mine, but it is definitely a way for me to just like express my, express myself in a different way um, outside of athletics and just like me. So um, yeah, but it's something that I love to do and I'm only growing more passionate about it. I, um, I am a business marketing major here at Georgia Tech. So like, I don't know. Entrepreneur. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, But there's no journalism here, unfortunately. Um, Even though I do feel like if I was at a different school, I would probably be doing something along those lines, but I know God has me here for a reason. And I do love business because I feel like I'll be able to do something with it. Um, I mean, it's a very broad um, major, so I really hope so. But um, I named my blog, like Trust the Process, because 
it's a bit of like an echoing of like what my dad taught me throughout my younger career and life is not only not only with sports but also like with anxiety and like the things that I struggled with um earlier in life it's just it's about like the refine refining refining process. you got this <laughs> the refining process of life and like how we experience the lord work through that process to bring about like a greater impact on those around us um and yeah I love it. Okay. So in that, cause I know, like you said, you talk about kind of whatever God is leading you to say, whatever the Holy Spirit's kind of putting on your heart. So is there typically any specific topic that you tend to touch on more, or is it really just anything and everything? Nothing's off limits. you you talk about everything on the blog. Um, probably really everything. I mean, um, I'm very passionate about identity. Um, I want young athletes, I want athletes, I want all people to know like their worth. And I want them to place that in a firm foundation because like I've seen what a firm solid foundation has done in my life. And that's something I'm so passionate about in others. Like I think in the sports world, cause that's just kind of like what I'm a part of more and like what I'm around all the time. Like we put our identity in what we do and what we do on the track or the field or the court is not who we are. And um, I'm just like, that's just something I'm very passionate about. And I tie a lot of that into my writing, but also um, really just like whatever's on my heart. There's really no boundaries about it really. I mean, I would definitely say a lot of my things are about like worth and identity because that's just so relevant, like in our day and age. And just like maybe the age that I'm at a lot of like my friends and like who I talk to, like, that's just what I hear a lot of. And like, I get, I've struggled with it. We all struggle with it. And I think like also writing, like my writings can be a reminder to myself too. Like it's a way to like hold myself accountable too. like the words I'm writing. Like I got to believe like, this is like, if, if I'm putting this out there, like this is like words that like I believe and I trust in. And um, yeah. So yeah, I echo that ending so much because everyone or a lot of people will ask me like, oh, so you must be really good at playing where your feet are because everything you do is called play where your feet are. And I'm like, no, I am like the worst. I'm like, no, I am the worst at it. That's why I have this reminder. That's why everything yeah. I do is all based in playing where your feet are because I need this every day. I need to write about it. I need to talk about it. I need to wear it on my wrist, wear it on my necklace, yeah. like all the things, wear it on a t-shirt, merch, whatever it might be, because I need this reminder there's even been times where one of my best guy friends here in Miami he's told me before he's literally said he it's pastor Chris Alessi so he he wrote one of the little forewords to my book um one of my biggest like mentors friends everything down here and he's told me before he's like Cam he's like I think you could take some of your own advice right now like I think you could reread your book and it would help you out and I'm like you're probably right because it's so true like but it goes I mean it makes perfect sense because like you said like what you're writing about is what the Holy Spirit is putting on your heart so it's what you're learning it's what you're realizing and again we're not perfect so it's not like we perfectly execute what we learn in an instant like it takes time to build habits it's like what 21 days to build a habit so if you're not in a 
stressful situation every single day where you're not practicing the things that you learn. Like it's going to take time to build up these lessons into not just lessons, but you said earlier, a lifestyle. And so I love that. I feel like I'm the same way with everything that you said. Um, You also write for the LO Sister app, which is super fun and cool. So let's talk about what you do with them as well. Yeah. Um, So back in January, um, they reached out to me that they were looking for new ambassadors and writers for them. And of course I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I'd love to. Um, It really came out of the blue. I'd never reached out to them or anything, but it has been such an amazing blessing for me. Um, I've met some really amazing like ladies and women through, through Hello Sister. Um, Super awesome app. If you don't have it, you should get it because it really is awesome. There's so many amazing things about it. Um, But it's awesome to be like poured into through like their writings as well. And just like, see how the Lord works through them. Um, and live original is just such an amazing, like organization and brand as it is that being a part of it has been such a blessing for me. Um, and I'm still writing for them. I'm just doing little, like whenever I honestly, I kind of separate the two. Like, um, I put probably more of like my shorter things on the app. Cause it's just like quick things that people can see on the feed. Um, but yeah, all I do is write for them on their main feed. Um, I actually have a blog that I'm writing for live original that will be coming out. I think November 7th, maybe something like that. So, um, we can write for the live original blog as well. Um, but I've only done that one other time, but, um, yeah, I try to post on the hello sister app like three times a month. Um, but really just like whenever my heart is feeling something, we have like monthly newsletters that we'll get like a topic for the month and we'll try to go off that. But if there's something else that like the Lord puts on your heart, put it out there. So, um, yeah, but it's been awesome. There's, it's an amazing thing and I'm super blessed to be a part of it. And for those who are listening to this and have no idea what we're talking about, no idea what Ello Sister is or Live Original or Sadie Rob or anything, do you mind just going through a little bit of kind of what that app looks like, what the what the blog yeah. is for them too? Yeah. So Live Original is created by Sadie Robertson. If you don't know her, she's amazing. Um, <laughs> she's super cool, super awesome. Um, but the Ello Sister app is an app for ladies. I mean, there's a Sorry guys. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, hence the name, like hello sister, live original. Um, but there's devotionals you can do on there. It's free. Also, there's a payment plan that you can do to do like different types of, um, plans, but there's so many things that you can get out of this app for free. So there's like a main feed, which is where like the ambassadors post, which is where like instead of you just picture like Instagram, but scrolling through just like daily encouragement, like every post you see is just something like amazing, some truth. Like it's, it's awesome. Um, it really is just like a great social media app. Um, there's daily encouragement, there's workshops on there that Sadie does. Um, and also some of her, some of the other staff on live original, um, there's devotionals, there's a book club, there's a prayer wall. So there's like a, that's probably one of my favorites is like, you can go to a different like strand of the app. It's called the prayer wall. And like, there's just like hundreds of prayer requests. You can pray for people. People will be praying for you. Um, it's a great place to go and just like 
seek prayer if you need prayer or pray for someone. Um, and there's also an encouragement wall. And um, it's really just like the most positive app ever. There's zero negative that could ever come from it. And I highly recommend because it's fairly new to me. I had the app before I became an ambassador, but I obviously like know a lot more about it now. Um, and I think all the ladies out there should get it because it truly is amazing. And it's really just daily encouragement. Like you just get on that app and like you're instantly encouraged by someone or something. And there's also a page that you can post on too. So the home feed is where the ambassadors post, like their writers will post. And then there's also just another page where you can post what's on your heart too. So you can be sharing with others as well. Um, so it's really just sisters encouraging sisters and that's awesome. So yeah, I love it. It's so cool. So we'll make sure to plug all of that below too in the description. We'll pop, of course, the link for Trust the Process too, um, but then also the LL Sister app and the Live Original blog too. Um, it's so cool. I love that you use the analogy that it's it's just a social media for, for the sisters. It's a sister yeah. social media. And it's yeah. just, like you said, scrolling of encouragement after encouragement and the best word that you use is truth because I think on Instagram, of course, there's a lot of encouragement on Instagram that you can find, um, but not necessarily always truth. And so to yeah. be able to find that in a space of social media and where you can connect and the prayer wall and everything that's involved is so cool. So we'll make sure we plug that below for everyone to follow too and, and subscribe to all that stuff. Um, but I got to ask, so not just not just in the things that you've realized from writing and from posting blogs and sharing your story, but what is something that overall you've learned from just this whole writing process of sharing more? You know, not necessarily like, oh, I had this one blog that I wrote that was a big realization, but from doing it all over the years, what's something that you've learned from the process of all this? I think that, I mean, obviously the, the Lord has like put this passion on my heart to write, but I think also in the world that we live in, people are constantly searching for like how much attention something can get instead of just like if the lord's put it on your heart like go for it type of mentality like you don't have to have a million followers to make a difference like your voice matters for the lord because you're you're speaking like what the lord has put on your heart like you could be touching someone that you don't even know about and like you don't have to have 400,000 followers to do that. Like your, your, like your words matter more than that. And I think that, um, like if you don't have a blue check mark or you're not like, it's not like a big thing, then, well, I'm scared to do it because no one will see it and I won't be making a difference. Like, that's not true at all. I think that, um, and it makes it like true. Like, I feel like if you're doing it because the Lord has put it on your heart, like all those other things don't matter. And I think that like, that's something that I know used to hold me back is I was like, I don't have enough. Like, I, I don't have enough for this. Like, no one's going to see this. No one's going to care. But like, if you're like, if the Lord puts something on your heart, he's put it on your heart for a reason. And um, like I said, half the time, you don't even know the people that you're touching or impacting. And um, I think that he's just taught me more and more like it's about me, like him, like it's about God. Like, as I was saying like that as God, it's like, not about Allie. What? It's about Allie. No, it's not about Allie. It's about him. And like, we are vessels for him. And, um, like I said, the gifts and talents that he gives us, they're not meant for us. Like they're meant for us to do to the best of our ability to glorify him. And I think I've just like realized I could do that 
not just through running. Cause like my whole life was kind of like, like I've been running since I was six years old. And I mean, like I've been decently good at it since I was young. And it's something that like, I've always wanted to do to bring glory to God, but he can use you in so many other ways as well that like, you just might not even know. And I think a lot of times too, people are like, well, I don't really have a gift or I don't really have something that I feel like I can do that with like pray and ask that the Lord would reveal that. Um, I think I did that for a while too. Cause I don't know, like I said, it's always kind of just been running and um, when the Lord just like put writing on my heart, that was something like a new light that was added into my life. And, um, yeah, but I think just like, it's all about Jesus. Like it's not about us. And I think he's really, uh, showed me that and that's come with maturity too. But like I said, just like the day and age of social media that we live in, it's all about us, like, you know, and it's less and less about him. And I think that, um, that's something that I try to be, you know, I try to recognize and um, make it less about me and more about him. And I think that through my writings, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about him. So just like being more aware of like what it's about and who it's about. Yeah, I'm taking notes over here because I have about a million different ways that I want to go off of this conversation. I'm but, sorry, I've probably been like all over the place. No, like you're, a, the you're fantastic. I love this. I love this. I'm like, I have so many thoughts now. Um, and let's see if I can remember even the ones I didn't write down. So I, I think first of that last point about just like being selfless um, and someone yeah. was saying about someone said once upon a time and I'm going to butcher it because I don't quite remember it either. But it's like it's not. Oh, I got it. Okay, here we go. Good old five concussions later. We still got some of it. Okay, so there's there's an awesome quote. I have no idea who says this. It's not at all me. I am taking this from someone else. But they're like being, I think being selfless is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Yes, no, that's, I've so heard that before. And yeah, so I think it's so good. And I think, and yeah. take it a step further in Christianity, it's thinking of God more. And yeah. knowing that, now I'm getting all these thoughts. So now I'm going to be the one that's all over the place. But I did a, this is so chaotic, y'all. So if you're listening to this, I apologize. But there, I did a report on um, Netflix back in college. I was, so I was a marketing and an advertising minor. I did two minors okay. in marketing and advertising. And in one of those classes, it was doing like a report on data analytics of Netflix and then just like a deep dive audit into everything that they run their business by in the media side of things. And um, there was a big article that I read and I researched and it talked about how Netflix is fully aware that they have competition. Like they're fully aware that there are so many other streaming platforms and they're okay with that. They're not bothered by that. They just want to be your first choice. And so yeah. when I learned that and when I studied that, I was like, I, I low-key feel like that's God because God, because <laughs> God is fully aware that we have sports, we have careers, yeah. we have lives, we have other things that we're truly, genuinely, purely passionate about because we can yeah. also serve him while doing it. And so I think he's like, look, it's cool that you guys love other things. Like I said, yeah. like drink, be happy and be merry and all the things like God wants yeah. us to enjoy life. And so 
and to live an abundant life. That's what God came. That's what Jesus came down to earth for. And so I think yeah. he's totally like fine with us pursuing other passions. Again, not everyone being a, a preacher on a stage serving and preaching sermon sheets week. He just wants yeah. to be our, his, our first choice. He just wants yeah. to be, okay, when I wake up in the morning, so I'm thinking of God. Like when I get anxiety, when I have stress, I don't think yeah. of, let me run to my friend and talk to her. I think, let me pray first. Let me sit with God first. Let me read my Bible first. And then we yeah. can go to my friends. Like, it's okay yeah. that you have other sources of of happiness, of things that you love, of things that you do. It's just making sure that God stays at your priority. That's what you want to stay in. That's what you want to be rooted in is that he yeah. is your first choice. Just like Netflix believes, I think God is the same way too. Yeah, no, that's so good. I, I'm so glad that you shared that. I love I love analogies like that. Like people to, I like to add those in like my writings too, because it's just like a way like people will can understand, you know? Well, and I always say too, like Jesus preached in parables, like Jesus was the best storyteller of all yeah, time. So was, yeah. maybe that's why I'm a journalist. Like maybe that's yeah. why I love storytelling is because of that too. I just want to be more like Jesus. So yeah. trying to be the best storyteller out there, but no, so good. There's also a verse in um, John and I think it's John seven, but I always forget the exact reference where it just simply says that I would decrease and you would increase. And like you said, in your writings, I always say it in my prayers before I speak anywhere that I would just decrease and God would increase. Like you said, we're a vessel. Like, yes, we are the human form standing in front of people. We're writing it. We're typing it. Sure. But like we are working to let God work through us. And I think that that prayer for me just always keeps me rooted at anything that I do to be like, God, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. I'm so excited for this or that or the other and being in this place or talking at this school. But God, like, as much as I'm excited, I know it's you and I want you to work because again, like I want to get out of the way because I know yeah. if I take over, if I'm in control, it's not going to go well. Like I know everything in my life. I look at my testimony as a whole. My plans did not work out the way I wanted them to. And I thought they, they were great. They don't. <laughs> yeah. like, like, it's just like, yeah, that's why I'm like, you can't read too far into like your future because you don't know your future. You just know the author of your future, all right? Like, that's what you need to know is the author of your future. So, yeah. And man, that point earlier that you said about how most of our conversations are talking about the future, that's really true. Like, scary true. Yeah. The older you get, too. I'm like, I think the question I get asked the most is like, what are you going to do after college? Girl, I don't know. I don't. Like, I don't And even if you did, it might change in a year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, and also like people are like, you change, like, you know, you can change your major a lot in college. I'm like, here, no, I can't. Like it's either, it's either business or it's engineering and I'm not much of an engineer minded chick. So uh, stick to the business, I guess. It's probably a good thing I'm here. Cause I probably would be the one that would switch majors 400 times and be like, mm, I don't like this one this week. I'm going to change. So yeah. Georgia Tech has kept me grounded. <laughs> I love that. One of my best friends in college, she actually just landed in Miami tonight. Um, she lives in California right now, but she was a teammate of mine. And she was the same way. She switched her major, I think, three times. Still graduated on time. Like, she's killing it. She's actually, it's funny. So she goes and do, does all this stuff. She got her master's and everything. And she's totally using what she studied because she studied, like, leadership, development, things like that. Um, but she's full-time FCA. <laughs> so it's like, it's like at the end of the day, like, her all of her choices in college with all of her platforms. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm just not that worried about it. I'm like, God's going to take care of it. Just keep putting the work in. Yeah. Well, and to that note too, like we talked a little bit, you talked a little bit about like 
posting when you have X amount of followers. And like you said, God's going to take care of it. And so I think with me, like I posted last night that we almost hit 600 followers on, on Play Where Feet Are. And I was like, I, and I posted, I'm like, it's a little victory, but it's, it's actually a big victory. And I'm super proud of it and just excited. And it's the beginning. And, but I say that too, to anyone that's listening and like is starting something or has already started something and is growing. And quite honestly, you might be way ahead of me. Um, but man, comparison really is the thief of joy. And that is something like I've felt that my entire life. I think I've struggled with compare as everyone has struggled with comparison. But like when my my um, retirement process and everything like comparison killed me every single day. It was so hard, not just comparing myself to other people, but more than that, comparing myself to my former self of like who I was as an athlete, what I lifted, how fast I was like how I looked, different things. Um, And I think the same thing goes with just life and like social media. And this might be a very niche topic, but like business owners, man, it's so hard because you look at the things that you want to build and it's like, like I got 10 likes and it's like, maybe that's the most likes I've gotten. And then you look at someone who started two months ago and it's like, dang, they already have 2000 followers. Like, like, what am I doing wrong? Or like, does this message not matter to anyone? So I stop. But it's like you said, like, even if you're touching one person, then it's worth it. And if God put it on your heart, like he put that on your heart for a reason. And so again, like if nothing else, maybe it's just my reminder to myself, but I know I've had messages from people over the years of it touching them too. I mean, that's why we're on this call right now. That's why we're doing this podcast. And so yeah. just any encouragement for those right now who are starting something as well. Like, like I so believe that, I mean, I, everything with Play Where Your Feet Are is the same way. Like, it doesn't matter how many friends you have, how many followers yeah. you have, what your finances might look like. Like, just start it. Just do it. We had we had Maya May Huff on the podcast to wrap up season She's two. She's the best. I love her. She is such a dear friend so of mine. Awesome. She's so cool. I love her. And so, but she was saying the same, the same thing. Her little gold nugget at the end of the podcast, she was like, just do it. Like, that's really all I'm I got right because just her. do it. And I think I'm sitting in front of, you can't see it on your screen, but in front of me right now are about a hundred boxes for Operation Christmas Child. And I've it's something seen, I've been following that on your stories. It's so awesome. Yes. So I lead it every single year and at least in some capacity. Last year I was a little less just because of life changes and work and things. But um it's one of my biggest passions and loves and joys in this world. And but I think about it and it's it's something that's actually really like challenged my faith in kind of a weird way over the years, because even this year, um, last year or two years ago, I'll take it back a little bit. So to this day, we've donated about 3,400 shoe boxes full of gifts, toys, hygiene items, school supplies to children overseas in hard to reach areas. So it's an incredible thing. And not only do they get the gifts, maybe their first Christmas gift ever, but they also are preached the gospel, which is really awesome. So it's like so amazing that we're doing this. Um, so over the past years, we've done over three, 300, sorry, 3,400 boxes. And two years ago, we donated 1,506 in one year. And it was it was nuts. It was so, so nuts. It was so nuts. And it's funny because every single year since 2018, we have set a goal and busted it, like absolutely demolished it. Like every single year, it was like 150 was our first year. 
we hit 380 something and then we set 350 and then we hit 500 something then we set 500 then we hit like 700 and then we set a thousand and we hit 1506 and even this year our goal is 500 again last year we did 150 which was obviously a big dip from the year before um but again just circumstances changed and so this year i'm like all right let's build back up let's do 500 i'm being a little more committed this year i feel like we can do it and we're already like it's you never know until final boxes are turned in but like estimated we're probably going to hit about 800 or 700 or so like crazy crazy and i was talking to someone last night at fca it was one of our baseball players and he was like he was like we got to do 2000 he was like why are we setting a goal of 500 we got to do 2000 if you've already done 1500 and then tonight like i was talking to my coworker and she was like um, you could hit a thousand this year. Like, let's hit a thousand. She's like, who can we talk to? What sponsor do we have? Like, what department? Like, let's ask marketing to donate toys, like giveaways, like whatever it is. And it's funny because I, I almost like look at myself and I'm like, dang, like, do I not have enough faith? Like that? I, like I should be so expectant every single year. But I say, yeah. I say all of this to just say like in the things that we're doing as an entrepreneur, starting something, sharing your story, whatever it might be, like, I think there's a certain aspect to like build it and they will come and also just like just do it at the same time because I think even with with play where your feet are like this weekend I'm having our first ever PWIFA play date and basically it's just like many little retreats we're having to again really just for me but to step away from life to have a moment to truly just play and have joy and have community and have fun and I have no idea how many people are going to show up it could be me my roommate and one other girl that I know she told me she's coming but even if fly me down to Miami yes come on but like even even if that happens like it's so worth it it's worth it for me because I know I need it it's worth it for the two people that come it's worth it for the 20 people that come however it might be um so I know that was like a really niche rant for people who might be entrepreneurs or starting something but just encouragement like yeah Yeah. like I'm I'm fully aware that I don't have a ton of followers like the podcast doesn't have a ton of like I'm so so aware of that but I think it's so important and like you said like you just have a sense of urgency you have a calling that's on your heart that if it's there like you're like I don't care. I'm going for it. It's like little Allie in high school doing FCA, like not caring what anyone said because she knew that was her purpose. She knew that was her calling. So any thoughts that you have on all that just about, I mean, you're, you're kind of in the same spectrum there too. I mean, honestly, couldn't have said it, but I, I couldn't have said it better, but um, I'm right there with you. Like if it aligns, if what you have in your heart aligns with like the word of God and the truth of God, um, like don't let pride stop you. Don't let other people stop you. Um, because like, like that doesn't matter in the long run. Like it, it doesn't, I look back honestly on like high school, like some of the things that I feel like held me back, like I could have started probably this in high school, but I was too scared. Like I wasn't bold enough because I felt like I was being judged or that people thought I was weird because of the way I lived or whatever. Um, but like in the grand scheme of things, like that doesn't matter. What matters is like the glory and honor you bring to him and he will re- reward you for that. And um, yeah, so like if it aligns with the word of God and not just like, well, I want to do this. I mean, there's like desires that we have on our heart, but like go to God about it first. Um, like what you're going to pursue, make sure you're pursuing it in a, in a, not a selfish way 
But in a, and that kind of goes back to like, if you're not, like if you're pursuing it in a selfish way, I think you will care more about well, how many followers do I have or how many likes or views am I getting on this versus like, um, if you're pursuing it and a God, I'm giving it to you and surrendering it to you. Like he will do what he wants with that. And if you have trust and faith in that, then nothing should be able to stop you. So. Yeah. Amen to that. It's so true. And I think, I think it really, it, for me personally, I think so much of it does go back to that comparison and thinking yeah. like, oh, what others will think if I post this or what others will think if I do this or say this or go this route in my career or whatever it might be. And I think the root of that going further, it just goes back to identity. Like we said, like yeah. it's when you I'm, know, I'm so passionate yeah, about that. like me too, when you know whose you are, I think you just get, like you said, this, this sense of urgency to be like, I don't care. I'm telling everyone, like, I just, this is on my heart and everyone needs to know God and everyone needs to know what I've learned. And I need to share it with everyone because like when I, whenever I, I send and ship books to people, I always sign it and say, like, I hope this book will impact you as much as it's impacted me because that's my prayer. I'm like, this saved my life. It totally deconstructed my life. It has challenged my life. And I'm like, if this can do the same to you, amazing. Like let it do the same to you, you know? So like, it's just, it's awesome. Once you, I feel like once you're just hooked by the Holy spirit, you are hooked and there's no going back. And so it's just, it goes back to, um, my favorite person in the Bible besides Jesus, duh, is Paul. And I, I said this when I spoke at, at FCA too. Um, I think he's a great example of playing where your feet are because he knew where his identity was. He knew he was a child of God. He knew he yeah. didn't care about his past. He didn't care about what people would say to him or say about him knowing he's in prison writing so much of the New Testament. But he knew he had a calling on his life. He knew his identity in his life. And because of that, his position didn't limit his impact or purpose. It probably propelled him to do it even more. And he is now impacting us for generation after generation after generation. And we're still talking about him 2,000 years later and the impact he's had on us and this world and the Bible and everything. And it's just all because he knew who he belonged to. And he knew because of that, he had a mission to be on assignment and to, as I say, to play where his feet are and just no matter what, no matter where, to know that the position he was in had impact and purpose and to run after that and to run after God with that too. So I just, yeah. I love it. I love this conversation. Yeah, no, that's so good. That's so good. Well, we talked about play where your feet are there. So let's go into it now. In your own life, Allie Walker, talk to me. <laughs> what does play where your feet are mean to you? It honestly means exactly what it says. Of course, like in different um, aspects in life. Um, like I said, this past year, I feel like I've really tried to hone in on a one day at a time mentality. And that really go goes right beside like playing where your feet are. Like all you can do is be exactly where you are. Like you can't rush what the Lord has for you. And you also can't, um, what's the other word? You can't postpone like what the Lord has for you, like what he has for you, he's going to have for you when it's supposed to be. So like, what are we, like, who are we to try to rush a process or slow down a process? Like what God has for you is going to happen when he wants it to happen for you. So when you wake up every morning and every day that the Lord gives you all, like what you can do to honor and glorify him is to be where he has you, because that's where you are. Like you, all you can do is what you have with like where you are in life. So, um, if that made, made sense, like, like you're not going to get to your goals and hopes and dreams without doing what you can do today to get there. 
Um, so really just being intentional with every day, being intentional with every moment, every person, every opportunity, every obstacle, um, perseverance, perseverance produces, um, or what is, what is it? Uh, it's the testing of your faith that produces perseverance. And, um, that's something that I've definitely been trying to hone in on as well. And, um, part of that is being where your feet are and, taking things day by day and as they come, because if you try to take on too much, you're going to crumble. And, um, I think we've all been there. So, um, yeah, playing where your feet are is making the most of the opportunities that the Lord gives you and the days that the Lord gives you and, um, being intentional with where you're at and, um, putting him first in that as well. Yeah, I love that. So, so good. And for those that are listening, because I mean, I'm inspired by this conversation. I'm inspired by everything you post, everything you say, everything you do. And I know it's so true with everyone that is in your life that follows you, that sees you and everything. I think on your, even on your Instagram bio, you say something about like shining the light of Christ in your daily yeah, life. Yeah, I, I think I've had that in my bio since like eighth grade, but I love it. it's shined so others can see Christ through you. But that's just what you should live. Like, I hope that that's what, yeah like that's that's just a goal of mine that's like a daily reminder like seeing that on my Instagram bio I'm like oh yeah because I literally think like that's been there since like 14 year old me like I think that's been my bio forever I love it it is like anywhere so we love a good reminder it's so so good and so going off of that though again just people looking at your life seeing you live differently and seeing you play where your feet are as especially these last couple months for you really had this big intentionality to do so you know, what is a tip? What is a trick? What's a piece of advice that you have for those that want to play where their feet are, but maybe are struggling to do so or aren't sure where to start? What would you say to them? Um, to be intentional, but be intentional with those that like the Lord puts in your life too. Um, I think a big thing for me is like who I surround myself with is like a lot of like what you'll become, like who you hang with is like, you know, the patterns that you pick up on. And, um, you know, a lot of times like people will tell me like, I just don't feel like I have those people in my life. We'll pray, like pray for them. Like the Lord will bring what you need. Like he, he will give you your daily bread. And if those people, like if you need those people in your life, like he will bring them to you. I think staying intentional with the people that are around you and being, making sure like you're being poured into and being encouraged because like, hard to do on your own and like you're not meant to do this life on your own so and God will bring those people in your life to help you and remind you to like play where your feet are um but it also takes being intentional with God too and some people are like well I don't know how to do that either I know it sounds silly but like I mean truly reading the Bible is a amazing way to stay intentional with him and also like I think one of my favorite ways to be intentional with God is like I mean of course you like make him a part of your day. Like, I don't know when I'm going to class, like, and I'm on my scooter, like, I'll just be like intentional with him, like praying to him, talking to him. Um, and when you make that like a part of your daily life, um, you're able to make, I don't know, just everything around you just feels a little more at peace. And like, you're able to, to play where your feet are. And, um, like I said, just, I think that, um, being reminded and being encouraged by those around me helps a lot too. Um, because like we live in a real world with real struggles and real pain and a lot going on. And, um, it can be really hard to just 
play where your feet are sometimes. So um, when you're intentional with the one who created you and gave you this life and gave you another day to play where your feet are, um, you will see those things start to fall into place. So beautifully said. And I love that you pointed out too, that it's hard because play where your feet are. Like it kind of rolls off the tongue easily. It looks good on a graphic, all the things there, yeah. but like, it's so hard. I mean, I already mentioned that for me, it's, it's the reminder I need every single day on my body, wherever it is, like reading, yeah. talking about it because it's so difficult. And, um, I think that's the coolest thing about it at the same time though, because play where your feet are means that like you're giving your best and you're doing your best. And it's knowing though that your best might look different one day than it does the next. Yeah. And it might be different than someone else's too. Like that goes back to the comparison as well. Like, um, also like your heart is different than someone else's heart. I think a lot of the times like we compare like, Oh, well, I can't compare that to what you're going through because what you're going through is so much harder or like, I can't believe they're complaining about that. Like what I have going on is so much harder than what they have going on. Like, like your story is your story. Your story is not your neighbors, your problems, your circumstances are not your neighbors either. When I say like your garden is not your neighbors, like the things that bloom in your garden are not the things that bloom in someone else's garden. And like, that's why they're all different. And that's why God made us so all beautifully different and unique. Um, so I think like remembering that too, cause like, it's hard to play where your feet are too, when you're constantly comparing your story to someone else's, like we were not made to be compared. Um, we were made to thrive in the way that God intended us to thrive. There's only one of us out there and, um, that's how God intended it to be too. And that's why it's play where your feet are. Your feet are. Not play where <laughs> your, are. Yeah. Not Allie's, not Cam's, not Susie's, not Sally's. Play where yeah. your feet are in your situation, in your circumstance. We already said it. With your followers, with your finances, like with your friend group, whatever it might be, whatever your situation yeah. is, like that's where you're to play. That's where God has you. That's where he's positioned you in this season, in this life, in this time period, whatever it might be. Um, and so we know that if you're in that season, he's there with you and that he's got purpose there with you too. So whatever it might be. But Allie, this was so, so good good I love it so fun I I don't want it to end I don't want it to end but I know we have to I'm so glad that I was able to do this this was like the most fun first podcast ever yes I love I mean I guess yeah I guess you don't have any other perspective because it is your first I was gonna say your first oh I know so I guess you could only go up from here but I hope this was a pretty high point that you started that this is so awesome like I'm so blessed to be on here so so fun oh you're so kind well I am so appreciative again just of the busy schedule of being a college athlete um being a student and an athlete but also being much more than an athlete and I feel like we definitely like nonchalantly covered that in the episode because we've really barely even talked about your athletic career, which if you're, if you want to say anything to that, you're more than welcome to add. Um, but we talked about so much of you, which I also love at the same time because you are more than an athlete. And so that was so special, but thank you so much for hopping on. It was so impactful to me. I know it's going to be impactful to the listeners. We're going to get this out in just a couple weeks. Um, so you guys can listen to it ASAP. We're so excited. And just, yeah, I'm, I'm literally so grateful that you hopped on. I'm grateful that you 
not only are just hopping on the podcast, not only that it's your first podcast, um, but that you believe in the mission and that you live out the mission and that you are a part of us. Our first ever ambassador. I'm so excited. We are, this is truly just the beginning and I'm so happy that we are starting with you and that you are just, you're in it. You're in it. Like I believe that you are in it and I'm pumped. Um, But Allie, let us know where can our listeners follow you, find you. I know we're going to plug everything below too but talk to us because this podcast is ending but the relationship here should not be so where do we find Allie Walker um I guess just my Instagram like my my blog is even attached to my Instagram and my um like the link on my page is my blog um I'm on TikTok too you know like we'll drop it below we'll throw it down there it's the yeah alligator 487 it's my Instagram and my TikTok. So um, yeah, but that's really all I'm on. But um, yeah, I'd love to get to know you guys, whoever's listening. So um, yeah. I love we it. Can plug, we can plug in my handles however you do. Yes, yes. We'll put everything below. Uh, you guys make sure you click on the links to find, like we said, her, her podcast. You can check out Allo, all the things that she's up to. And of course, if you want to see her in her element, racing with Georgia Tech then we'll, we can drop the schedule <laughs> yes come on now you live in Atlanta um, hit me up yeah, yeah yeah all the ATL girlies hit her up she's awesome she's so fun as you can see by this podcast but I will give the final mic drop to you so any last words advice gold nuggets random things you got on your mind um what do you want to what do you want to share with us one last time that I mean I think that this was such a fun opportunity. I hope and pray that you were impacted some way. And like I said earlier in the podcast, if you got nothing from it, just know Jesus loves you. And also know that sports are not who you are, but Jesus is who you are. And, um, and that goes with anything that you're a part of too, like your social status, your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your friends, um, any of it. So yeah. Amen. Well said. <laughs> Allie, thank you so much for hopping on today. This was so fun. I feel like we could literally talk for another hour, but we got to cut it off sometime. So I got 6 a.m. practice in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you got to go to bed, hon. You got to go to bed. It is almost 9 p.m., so you need your sleep. But thank you so much for hopping on and welcome officially to the PWIFA Play Repeat Our Family. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Have a good one. You too. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the PWIFA Play Where Your Feet Are podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Dobbs. That was Allie Walker, our first ever PWIFA Play Where Your Feet Are ambassador. She's incredible. I know. She's so amazing. You guys, make sure you find everything. We link in the description below. Follow her. See what she's involved in. Cheer her on this season when she's competing for Georgia Tech and all the things, y'all. So excited to continue season three with you guys. So many more episodes to come and incredible episodes to come. So stay with us. Until next time, as always, be blessed and play where your feet are.